You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. Let's now continue with the events that happened in Medina when the Prophet was settling and then in our future course possibly next week we'll examine the marriage of Imam Ali and Lady Fatima So the Prophet when he arrived in Medina in whose house did he stay in? Anyone remembers? We mentioned how his camel stopped at his house, Abu Ayyub al-Ansari. Abu Ayyub al-Ansari had the honor of hosting the Prophet for about seven months. The Prophet when he arrived in Medina, he commanded his companions to establish the mosque. At the same time the Prophet was constructing rooms next to the mosque which would be his house. But in the meantime he had no house until the mosque and those rooms would be established, which historians say took about seven months. So all this time, all these seven months, where did he spend them? In the house of Abu Ayyub al-Ansari. Ibn Ishaq narrates, he says, he's quoting Abu Ayyub al-Ansari, he says, when the Prophet came to my house, his house was two floors. He says the Prophet was in the first floor, and uh, Abu Ayyub and his wife were in the second floor. He says, Abu Ayyub says, I felt, uh, you know, awkward. I felt bad that I am above the Prophet The Prophet is under me and I'm <coughs> in a level on top of him. So I wanted to show respect to the Prophet. I told him, Ya Rasulullah, let's switch floors. You go to the second floor so you're above me and I will stay in the first floor. The Prophet said, no, Abu Ayyub, this is more convenient because I receive guests and having them, you know, go up the stairs and go to the second floor may be an inconvenience, so don't worry about it, it's okay. You are showing respect, you can stay in the second floor. But Abu Ayyub was very meticulous and careful not to disturb the Prophet. (coughs) He says once at night, right before he slept, him and uh, Um Ayyub, he says there was a container of water, we spilled it. Now remember back then (coughs) their houses were not waterproof, if you spill water it's going to drip to the first floor. So he's like we started panicking, we spilled the water and the only thing we had to dry the water, to quickly capture the water, absorb the water before it starts dripping on the Prophet he says was our blanket. So he says that night we sacrificed our blanket, we quickly took out our blanket to absorb the water so we don't disturb the Prophet The Prophet wasn't by himself, remember Lady Fatima was also with him at this time. Maybe initially one of his aunts was also with him before she moved out. For, so for about seven months the Prophet was in the house of Abu Ayyub. Abu Ayyub further narrates, he says we used to prepare food for the Prophet, like maybe a a late dinner, a shot for the Prophet. He says when the Prophet would send back the food, he would never finish the food, he would never finish the plate, he would leave some food for us, he was not an eater. 
He says this was our best moment because the Prophet would eat with his blessed hands. So when he would touch the food, we waited by the minute to eat the leftover of the food of the Prophet. And he says we would start with that area of the food that the Prophet had touched to seek his barakah. This is Abu Ayyub saying yes, to seek the barakah. Now say this to a Wahhabi, Kafir, Mushrik. How are you seeking the tabarruk and tawassul? What's going on here? No, the companions of the Prophet realized that the Prophet was a source of blessing. Anything he would touch would become blessed. The companions really believed in that. So the, the food that the Prophet would touch, Abu Ayyub and his wife, they were ecstatic about it. They would eat it for their blessing. Abu Ayyub says, one day we made food for the Prophet. He sent back the plate untouched. So we're like, the Prophet didn't like our food. Does he have a problem with it? So Abu Ayyub goes to the Prophet. He tells him, Ya Rasulullah, just a question. We offered you dinner, food, but... You know, it seems like you didn't like the food, you didn't touch the food. The food that night was basically onions and garlic. That's what they had given the Prophet The Prophet said, no, I don't have a problem with your food. But I am a person and I, who frequently meets people from my companions. And if I would eat garlic or onions, this could disturb them. Look at how sensitive the Prophet was. To that point that he doesn't want anyone coming to him to have an unpleasant experience. Even if it's just the smell of, you know, onions and garlic in the house of the Prophet. So the Prophet says, Abu Ayyub, feel free to eat it. You and your wife eat it, but please excuse me from these types of foods. The Imams of Ahlul Bayt also would observe this. We have hadith that Imam Sadiq if he wanted to eat garlic, which you should because the Imam says it has so many benefits. In fact, I think one hadith says garlic has 1,000 benefits and types of protection for the immune system. The Imam, whenever he wanted to eat that, Imam al-Sadiq he had a garden outside of Medina. Sometimes he would go to that garden for three days. He would eat, then he would come back to the city of Medina. And the Imams are teaching us, you know, if you're constantly dealing with people, talking to people, be very careful. Don't do anything that's unpleasant for the people. That's how the, those leaders are. They're really sensitive. So Abu Ayyub, you know, he mentions these interesting anecdotes and exchanges that he had with the Prophet Now the Prophet is also not a freeloader, right? Seven months in the house of Abu Ayyub. It's costing him all that food that he's preparing, even though it's not much, but Abu Ayyub wasn't a rich man. So how did the Prophet compensate him? A hadith indicate any gift the Prophet would get from his companions, those who would bring the gifts to him, either he would give all of the gifts to Abu Ayyub and his wife, or he would split the gifts, take some for his needs and give the rest to them. So the Prophet was compensating him maybe on a daily basis. When the Prophet came to Medina, the companions honored him, especially the Ansar. He got a lot of gifts. So those gifts were given to Abu Ayyub al-Ansari and that was the Prophet's way of compensating him and not burdening him with financial difficulties. Look at how sensitive the Prophet. He did not want to take advantage of anyone or you know get a free place to stay at or get free food. This is the Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was really a role model in his akhlaq and his, in his manners. Now the Prophet as Umm Ayyub narrates, 
she says he was never picky with the food, never. Not one day did the Prophet say, I don't like this food, this is too salty, this is not salty enough, I prefer something else, never. Not one day did he tell them what he prefers and what he likes, not one day did he put them in a position to make them feel bad about the food. And this is a really lesson for us, especially a lot of who? Husbands, right? Who are picky with their food, yes. Believe me, this is in our culture. Many times the husband comes back home and he's picky with the food. If the food is not as he desires, it's not flavored like he wishes, he'll make a point. He will offend his wife. The Prophet would never do that. Never. Any type of food that's given to him, he's okay. He doesn't make an issue out of it. And that's a lesson for us, not to make an issue in our families with the food. Historically, this is a problem in many cultures and in many families.